Hey everyone, this is Renard Brown over at the Core Living Institute, and welcome to episode number two. This episode, we're going to be talking about relationships. In particular, how do you know that you're in actually in a bad relationship? Like seriously, a lot of people fall in love. They meet the guy of their dreams. They meet the woman of their dreams and everything is great. And then three days later, you're proposing marriage. You get married and then life sucks. So how do you know you made a big, big mistake? Okay, here it is. So I have 18 reasons. Now, not in any particular order, but I'm going to go through some of these reasons right here and then I try to offer a counter to it. Number one, you change in order to make the person happy. So you have to think, hey, am I changing who I am in order for me to make this person happy? Are you now a little bit different than who you previously were just so this person likes you a little bit more? Now, I can see if it's actually an improvement, an upgrade where, hey, I used to smoke like five packs of cigarettes a day and now I'm only smoking like one pack of cigarettes a day. Well, that's a good upgrade. You know, that's good. Hey, Renard, I used to drink like a 12 pack of beer every single day. Now I'm only drinking two. Well, hell, that's a great upgrade. Well, what about this? You know, I used to make myself feel pretty. Not me personally, but I'm talking in a woman's voice. I used to make myself feel pretty, but now I don't. I used to do my hair. I don't anymore. I used to get dressed up. I don't anymore. Hey, I used to work out at the gym. I'm not doing that anymore. So all of these little things right here that I used to do, I'm no longer doing. Number two, you have to defend them or their actions. Oh, this absolutely sucks. Oh my gosh. Okay. Here they are acting an ass and you're always defending them you always have to stick up for them well no he had a tough day no he's going through some things right now no you give him a break he's had a really hard week at work and you're constantly making up excuses so you go to that family gathering and then all of a sudden he acts like a complete you know what and everyone is just like oh my gosh i cannot believe this guy what in the world does she see in him course you're feeling really embarrassed and so you talk to your mom and you talk to your dad or whomever and you immediately start rambling off a thousand reasons why this person is quite honestly a prick right or a jerk or you know what right so that's reason number two or let's say um way number two that you know that you are in a bad relationship and so you shouldn't have to defend anyone for anything right there i mean their actions should speak you know for themselves right there uh, there's no sense in you dragging your good name in the mud with someone who is, um, you know, that particular way. All right. Now, number three, they nitpick and they criticize you. So if you have a significant other that is constantly nitpicking and constantly criticizing you, I mean, Houston, we have a problem. I mean, that's serious. I mean, if someone started nitpicking and criticizing you for every little damn thing that you do, I mean, it gets old. And at some point in time, you know, you should start to snap back and say something about it. All right. Because right now, this is just the beginning. This is truly just the beginning of them uh, really breaking who you are. And so keep that in mind. I'll go back. I'm going to do a, re, uh, a rehash of every one of them with some uh, some very, very direct solutions. 
Number four, they question what they are doing. So the question, you know, so you got your significant other constantly questioning you. What are you doing? Where are you going? Who are you with? Where you're going? You know, when you're coming back, that's just like, oh my gosh, get off of my back. Are you my mother or something? It's like my mother doesn't even ask me all these questions. And it becomes annoying. It becomes like they're be very, very possessive. It's like, are you a stalker? Are you following me? Are you listening to my conversations? Are you, uh, what are you doing? Why are you so obsessed? You know, so in my relationship, you know, I, uh, my wife tells me, she says, Renard, my friend, uh, you know, her friend, let's just call her Tammy. Hey, Tammy and I want to go to the beach. Are you going to be around on this date right here? Yeah, I'll be around. Can you watch the kids? Sure. Have fun. Later. Hey, and by the way, don't call me unless you absolutely need to call me. Catch you later. See ya. Love ya. Bye. End of story. Right? So I don't need to know what she's doing every single moment of the day. You know, it's just called trust. You know, and then to top it off, when I talk to her, guess what? It's going to come up in the conversation. She's going to volunteer that information to me. I'm just going to say to her, Leanne, what did you do today that was amazing, that made you happy? And she's going to tell me. So that information gets volunteered. I didn't say, where are you going? Who are you with? Something so simple as, hey, did you, have, did you guys have fun? Did you guys have a really, really good time? Yeah, what was the best part about it? So it's just a different approach. You know, one is like, I don't trust you. And the other one is just like, I'm happy for you. Big, big difference. All right, number five, your partner makes all the relationship decisions. Oh, man, almighty. Are you starting to get the picture now? Are you? When do you ever have a voice in the relationship? Do you get to go to the movies that you want? Do you get to go to the shows that you want? What about the restaurants? What about do you get to eat whatever you want uh, at home? Watch television. Little things like that doesn't seem like it's a big deal, but it is. He makes all the decisions. She makes all the decisions. It's not a two-way street, my friend. And that kind of uh, that kind of one-sidedness is not going to be good long-term for the relationship. Because what's going to end up happening? You're gonna you're gonna come in contact with someone who actually has a decent relationship where it's reciprocal, and they are actually exchanging, um, you know, like the decision-making, like, hey, what would you like to do today? I don't know. Let's go ahead and do this. That sounds good. Yeah, that, that's fair. And then you're going to start comparing yourself and your relationship to your friends. And then it becomes a pissing contest in a sense. And you're going to lose, uh, not to talk about winning and losing, but it's going to frustrate you because you're going to wish that you had that then the resentment comes into play. After the resentment, it's just a matter of time before someone cheats. Congratulations. All right. Ooh, number six is a good one. The sex is lacking. There's none of that boom, boom, boom at night. Boom, boom, boom. All right. All right. So yeah, there's no sex. There's no sex. 
And that's you know that's a problem right there, Houston. I mean, what did you get in a mar- what did you get in a relationship for anyway? Not to say just to have sex, but hell, sex is a wonderful part of relationships. You know, and that that's just great. I mean, you want to be with someone in my mind that you find you can just hang out with them all day long, have wonderful conversations, and then let's just top it off with great sex. How else? What else could possibly be better than that, right? So. I'm thinking that if you are not having sex with your partner on a regular basis, Houston, we have a problem. Because if you're not having sex with them, somebody else is. Now, it may sound like I'm a little paranoid and I'm actually just uh, starting trouble, but maybe I am. Who knows? But I can just tell you, based on my experience, all my friends and all the people that I've ever met, when the sex is lacking, someone else is... uh, getting their freak on somewhere else so just keep that in mind right just keep an eye on that one right there all right number seven you want me time and they want we time so what the heck did i just say all right so they're just like hey look i just need to be alone and you're like what about me what about us why don't you want to hang out with me please and they're like uh no you go out there, I'm going out to the bars, I'm going to go get me a couple of drinks. Well, can't we do something together? No, we cannot. And so they rarely want to hang out with you. So when you have like a significant other who basically prefers to hang out with their friends over you, I mean, again, Houston, we have a problem. So I would start to you know question that. It's like, you know, what is it that we can actually do to improve our relationship? You know, like, can we start doing things together as a couple? And if we're not willing to make the time for each other, then I don't know how we're going to really stay together. So if they're not willing to have that conversation with you, then I think you already have your answer. You know, it's not probably what you want to hear, but um, I think they've made that uh, choice abundantly clear that, They'd rather hang out with other people besides you. Number eight, you feel responsible for their happiness. Oh, gosh. This one really chaps me because I noticed that a lot of people, they break their backs trying to make their partners happy. And it's like, no matter what you do, it's never, ever good enough. I mean, you can give them, you can buy them a brand new car. I don't like the color. You can buy them a diamond ring. I prefer this one. You can get them, you know, whatever it is, they'll find a reason to complain. And when they're in a pissed off mood, you're the one who's just like, did I do anything? Did I do anything? Honey, what can I do? Honey, what can I do? No, you can't do anything. It's not your responsibility. You do not own their feelings. Stop. What the hell's wrong with you? They are in control over their emotions, not you. When someone says, Yeah, you made me feel this way. I didn't make you feel anything. You felt that. It's 10% of what happens to you or what's said to you. It's 90% of how you deal with it. Call me a name. Make an insult. That's 10%, man. How am I going to deal with this one right here? I'm not going to allow you to control me. That makes you a puppet master and it makes me a slave, an emotional slave to you. That's not a relationship. 
No, that's torture. That's prison. So I'm not responsible for anyone's happiness. What I do is I am who I am. I do the things that I like to do. And if being around me makes you happy, because maybe I inspire you to become a better person, who knows, then great. But I am not the owner of your emotions. You are. Number nine, your partner controls who you see and what you do. Oh boy. When you get to this level where someone is just completely controlling you, it's time to go. This right here, this borders on the line of just, you know, abuse as well as, you know, some cults, they, uh, they do it as well. But, you know, the idea of your partner controlling who you see and what you do is insane to me. It is absolutely insane. Can you imagine your significant other saying to you, I don't want you hanging out with your best friend anymore. Hey, you can't hang out with Mike anymore. You can't hang out with, you know, uh, Kirsten anymore. You can't hang out with, you know, whomever anymore. Says who? Now, if you don't snap back and put them in their place, they're going to start controlling and dictating everything to you. Who in the hell do you think you are talking to? You do not tell me who I can and cannot see and associate with. I will see whoever I want. Are we clear? Right? Now, is there any kind of exception to this right here? Well, of course. Now, if you have like a very, very promiscuous friend and they actually have a legitimate claim, then that's a completely different thing. If you have a friend that's just like a crazy drug addict uh, who shoots heroin and of course you're a bad, you know, they're a bad influence, of course, then yes. But if we're just talking some really good, awesome people and they're just trying to basically pull you away from not only your friends, but your family as well, that's something to raise an eyebrow about. Okay, moving on. Number 10. You question if you are in the wrong relationship. If you start having these doubts, well, I wonder if I'm actually in the right relationship or if this, I've just made a wrong mistake. I've just made a mistake and I should not have been here. I wish I would have danced with that other guy instead. Oh, God. Well, if you're starting to question that, uh, chances are you probably are in the wrong relationship. So, do you remember the movie Ronin? It's one of the all-time greatest movies in the world. Robert De Niro says, whenever there's doubt, there is no doubt. I'll let you think about that for a while. But the fact that you actually have doubt that you're in the wrong relationship, it's already there. You've already confirmed it right there. You shouldn't have doubts. I mean, either you are you know, in a good relationship and it's good and it's growing, or you're in a crap relationship and it's just bad and it's just dying. So you have to decide, well, what are you going to do to make this better? How are you going to make this relationship work? You know, and then you have to start questioning, like, how do you know that you're in a, a bad relationship? Well, of course, I just told you some of the things right there. You know, if they start, you know, if you just draw out all these items right here and just put them in the checkbox and just check off, you know, do they do these things right here? Well, if they're starting to get a lot of these check marks, then chances are you're in a bad relationship there, chief. Number 11, always walking on eggshells. 
You're always walking on eggshells. Now this is a uh, this is an interesting one. You're walking on eggshells. Your boyfriend comes home at night. Your husband comes home at night. Your wife, fiance, girlfriend, they start arguing. They're always pissed off. They're always upset about something. I mean, if it's if the sun is not hot enough, I mean, it's just always something. They will find something to complain about. And you want to make everything perfect just to keep the peace. So if you find yourself trying to do all these extra things just so you can keep the peace, yeah, chances are there's a problem there, Houston. So you shouldn't have to walk on eggshells for any damn one. You should be free to express who you are and what you enjoy doing. And they should absolutely love and appreciate you for who you are, you're a package. You came with this package deal, right? They knew you. You know, they knew who you were before they met you. They knew what you were before they met you. You know, before they actually got into a relationship with you, right? So I don't see the reason why I need to walk on eggshells. Just again to maintain the peace. The bottom line is, quite honestly, they're an asshole. That's it. So how do you get away from this guy? How do you get away from this lady? You know, they're not obviously uh, good vibes. So something has to be done about this. And again, that's another podcast on how to break up with your boyfriend and significant other and make it seem like it's their choice. That's an interesting talk right there. All right. Let's look at number 12. You feel uneasy around them. You're constant again. We're talking about walking on eggshells, but it's just a little bit different. You know, this one is just you have this emotional like heartache. You, you ever have like that fear, like something bad is about to happen all the time, like they're about to explode. Either you know they're they're gonna say something to you, they're gonna get physical with you, and that's that's the you know like the bad end of it right there is when they actually start to put their hands on you. That's sad. It's scary. So when you start to feel uneasy around them, again, you don't, you're no longer safe. It's no longer a really good relationship. It's no longer a relationship right there. You can't classify that as a relationship when you no longer feel safe around your significant other. Number 13, you're always fighting. If you're constantly fighting, where's the love? Where is the love? Where is the love? You like my singing voice? You don't. Too bad. Because we have number 13 as always fighting. And guess what? If you are constantly fighting with your boyfriend, your girlfriend, or whoever it is, you are, again, on borrowed time. It's just a matter of time before something bad really, really happens. I mean, you have to think, why are you fighting anyway? And what do you need to do in order to improve the overall communication between you two? Oftentimes, there's a misunderstanding. Someone's pissed off about something that they're harboring. You're not mad about the fact that you didn't do the dishes or you're not mad about, you know, you didn't call uh, when you were supposed to. There's some other underlining issue that's causing them to be really, really pissed off. And you just have to do the dig, you know, the uh, the deep dive to figure that out, and ask them. Just say, "Hey, listen, wait, stop, 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 stop." 
what is it that you would like to see me do differently? I'd like for you to do this, this, and this. All right. Three things. Okay. All right. Why is that important to you? Because whatever, right? All people want to do is be heard. If you're constantly fighting, that means that the person who you're engaged in that conversation with, they don't feel like they're understood. They don't feel like they're heard or appreciated. They don't feel like you can actually empathize with them. So one of the things I would really start to do is take a step back. If you want to maintain this relationship, take a step back and see if you can really put yourself in their shoes. See if you can empathize with what they're going through and paraphrase it back to them. Yeah, you're upset because you and I don't have an opportunity to spend the amount of time that uh, you know that you want to spend together. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. All right. So when when would you like to uh, like if you can have it your way? Burger King time. How often would you like to uh, hang out? Four days a week. Okay. What days? We're gonna have dedicated days of just you and I. These days. Okay. Let's do it. You'll feel a thousand times better when you can just come to an agreement. All right. Number 14. Number 14, there's drama all the time. These people, now it's different than fighting. These are the people that create shit. I mean, they will create a mountain out of an anthill. Um, The smallest things get blown up, whether it has something to do with you or it doesn't. But there's always some kind of drama tagged to this person right there. And these are the kind of people, again, they're the shit starters, the interrogators, um, always instigating. um, And that kind of stuff right there is just bad energy. I mean, it is really, really bad energy. And I know I personally do not like the drama. Save the drama for your mama. Yeah, I don't want it. Get away from me. I think uh, drama people, people who are like angry, you stay the hell away from me. Now, I don't want to be around you. So um, these are those folks right there. It's interesting. You just need to recognize them. Um, Listen to their dialogue when they're having a conversation with other people. See if they just turn something so simple into like a big mountain. And you know that you have a drama king or a drama queen on your hand right there. Or if something doesn't go their way, they just absolutely flip out and become emotional. That's like a big tail right there. You know, when people start to get really, really emotional, that bothers me. I don't like it. You know, it's one time, you know, I get emotional, um, you know, with my kids and I'll just give them hugs and loves and all that other stuff. And I'll get, you know, emotional with my wife when we're laying in bed. Right. But when we're trying to have a civil conversation and you and I have a disagreement, I am not going to lose my cool and become emotional and start all the mudslinging and dirty tactics or anything like that. We're going to keep it civil, you know. I believe that we can use logic in order to solve a lot of our problems right there. And in the event that we are not able to come to an agreement, then let's just agree to disagree. But please don't try and turn it physical. Rear naked chokes, heel hooks. Man, if you don't know what those things are, don't worry about it. Okay, number 15. Your partner wants to isolate you know, they, when I say your partner wants to isolate um, you from everyone, um, 
that's a little bit di- that's on the extreme side right there you know when we're talking about your partner controls you you know who you who you see and what you do um you still have freedom to go out but when your partner wants to isolate you that means you're not going out anywhere you're not leaving the house you're not working a job they're going to try to get you pregnant right this is this is crazy they're going to try to basically trap you move you across the country where you have limited contact take away all your financial resources all right so when someone says hey look i need um i need you to turn over your uh, your money to me or when you work the bank account, I pay all the bills, I take care of all the finances, which is fine, okay, I take care of all the investments and you have no clue what the hell's going on when it comes to your household finances right there. That's a problem right there. All right, 16, the keeping score. Now, this whole tit for tat thing right there where people just keep score you know, of every little mis, you know, misguided thing that you've ever said or did, you know, that's not cool at all. I mean, the idea is that, look, I plan on being with you for the rest of my life. And by me keeping score, what is that ultimately doing? I mean, am I just like saving up some points to eventually have enough points to break up with you? Is that what's going on right here? Do I get like the power points? You know, what is this? I mean, it's it's a ridiculous thing. And if you are having to keep score then that tells me that your communication with your significant other is off because apparently you have not communicated to them that whatever it is that they're doing is bothering you. So the better question should be like, what is it that you can do or what is it that we can do in order to avoid us having these conversations in the future? Like, hey, we have a disconnect there, champ. So how do we make this better? What are like two or three things that we can do to improve the quality of our relationship so we do not have to have these conversations in the future? Always start to ask yourself, what are like two or three things that we can do to make this situation better? Number 17, there's a power struggle. All right, so I've talked about it in great lengths um, you know, at my jiu-jitsu school and everywhere else um, that... There's different personality and profile types that people have. And some people are power, you know, the alphas, you know, you got your alphas, your type A's, you got your, and as far as the disc system, you're talking about your strong D's. Um, you know, these are the, uh, the folks that like to be in control all the time. And for you to try to, you know, tell them what to do, not going to happen. There will be, um, some major major pushback and they'll let you know that they're going to exude their dominance over you and so when you get to a situation where you're in a relationship and that person is very very power hungry and they're all about you know hey i'm the dominant one and you're the submissive one well if you're into that kind of thing right there and your personality likes it great go ahead and knock yourself out but if your personality doesn't vibe with that right there uh, champ, you got a problem right there. So something needs to be done. All right. Last but not least, um, number 18, you say to yourself, you know what? I didn't sign up for this shit. 
I did not sign up for this. this now, this is a little bit different when you say uh, you question if you're in the wrong relationship. That was number 10. You question if you're in the wrong relationship. But then you come up and say, you know what? I did not sign up for this. When do you say that? After they slap you across the face, after they uh, cheat on you, after they uh, mistreat you, uh, after they disrespect you multiple times, after they embarrass you. I mean, there's a lot of things and you're probably just going to get sped up and sick and tired and say, you know what? I didn't sign up for this crap. I don't need this. I deserve better and I'm going to get better. So those are the 18 ways that you know that you are in a crappy relationship right there. Number one, you change who you are to make the person happy. Number two, you have to defend them or their actions all the time. Number three, they are constantly nitpicking and criticizing you. Number four, they question what uh, they question what you're doing all the time. You know, nothing's ever good enough. Number five, your partner makes all the relationship decisions. Number six, they are not having sex with you. Number seven, you want me time and they want we time or vice versa right there. So you guys are not on the same playing field there. Number eight, you feel responsible for their happiness. Number nine, your partner controls who you see and what you do. Hey, let's get to number 10. You question if you are in the wrong relationship. Number 11, you always are walking on eggshells. 10 or number 12, you're uneasy around them. That means that you have a physical like aversion towards them right there. Something like, I feel sick to my stomach right now. Oh God, I gotta use the bathroom. Blech. Okay, number 13, you're always fighting. 14, this person is a drama king or drama queen. I mean, they can take um, something so quiet, something so civil and easy and completely ramp it up and be, you know, just turn it into like a circus. Number 15, um, they want to start isolating you from your friends and family members, you know, and put you in a situation where there's complete dependency on them. Number 16, they're keeping score or you're keeping score of everything that they're doing. 17, there's a power struggle. They want to exude dominance over you, let you know that they are the boss, applesauce. Number 18, you finally say, or maybe they say, I did not sign up for this. So those are the 18 ways that you know that you are in a crappy relationship. So what you can do is just uh, jot down 18 boxes and then start check marking all of those. And if your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your significant other meets any of those criteria, over 60%, guess what? You are in a bad relationship, my friends. All right. So that concludes the Core Living Institute podcast number two. Everyone, enjoy your day. I wish you well. Keep speaking. Be assertive. Take care. Bye. Bye.